What's up? You'll hear it. Hey, this is Bob Deboo, the host of the Upright Citizens podcast. Got a question for you. How would you like to get inside the mind of one of the most recorded musicians of all time? Well, here's your chance. The legendary bassist Ron Carter will join the Open Studio community on June 14th for an exclusive one-time only live mentor session. You don't want to miss this. To learn the secrets to the maestro's iconic sound, gain insights to his unique musical mind in real time, pick his brain on his illustrious career, and get answers that'll propel your music to new heights. Join today and unlock your free 14-day trial at openstudiojazz.com. Then you'll be able to not only join the maestro in this exclusive conversation, but dig into his brilliant course, Blueprint for Jazz Bass, and so much more. So sign up now. Peace. Hey, Peter. Hello, Adam. Uh, <laughs> is this the end of an era? It's either the end or the beginning of a new area. Or, hold on, does not compute, does not compute. It might be the middle, what we call the messy middle. The worst AI ever. Hey, I'm Adam Ennis. I, I forget it. I'm Peter Martin. There we go. <laughs> He's back. Man, is that the chat? Chat PM. That, it's just. <laughs> oh, this is music advice coming at you. Welcome in. Yeah, for sure. Um, is that? I mean, this is this show. I was born in 1970. Are you familiar with the 70s? I love Not the 70s. 70s. So this is like just such a typical Gen Xer approach to AI. I'm a robot because this is what we were programmed with. The Flintstones, Say what the you Jetsons. See. Yeah, Jetsons make a cartoon my character. Jetsons I'm, where's my awesome. flying car? Right. Big shout out to George Jetson. Where's my flying car at? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Also big shout out to Hong Kong Fooey. Hashtag Hong, Hong Kong Fooey. Great show. But this is the thing. Like this is we bring the perspective of kind of wherever we first encountered technology or perceived technological advances during our lifetime. Well to the for the rest of our lives. So I here's think. where I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my exennial card. On you, <laughs> exennial. Which is the, the micro not a real not not a real generation by the way. It is a real generation between it's it's the it's the cross generation between Gen X it's like you, you, <laughs> you we, have the bank account of a boomer, but the attitude of a millennial. That's right. With the with the fortitude of a Gen Xer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No. So we, you know, we had cell phones in high school. Yeah. Like we didn't have smartphones. We had cell phones in high school. We had baby internet in high school. Like we had the beginnings <laughs> of it. So we, when we were very young kids, it was still all analog and yeah. tape decks and and eight tracks even. But then by the end of our sort of adolescence yeah. we had the beginnings of what would be you know similar to what we have now just not sort of the full deal so us uh, exennials we're a real we're a real weird one we're an interesting one because we're not quite i don't really feel so if my approach you, to Peter, ai you? is that what is your what is your perception you're more scared though of AI? when we first talked about it you were more like well i see it potentially just destroying our our entire existence but yeah that sounds pretty fearful yeah, it's pretty <laughs> horrible yeah i think it's i'm I, i'm ready to embrace it by the way we should mention too so it's been mixed reviews on the AI episodes. <laughs> yeah, this so, may be our last. Leave us a comment in YouTube because this may be our last episode. Not just, that we're going to do what everybody says. No, but just so you know, we might be pulling back from the AI episodes. But we wanted to go out with a bang because we're going to come we in did. with tinfoil hats oh and my little gosh. things next time. Well, it's just so much fun. The chat GPT episodes are so much fun for us just to pipe, type in random shit and see what it says. <laughs> but a Redditor 
over on RJS. So there's what is R- an no, R- Redditor? A Redditor. So Reddit is a website, Peter Gen Xer. Yes, I know. And uh, it is, uh, there's a, a RJS Piano is a great little uh, subreddit over there. And a user over on RJS Piano. On, oh boy. <laughs> on, uh, actually, the Reddit logo is a little robot. So exactly. it does kind of make sense. It kind of looks like he's a tinfoil It has a little antenna, antenna yeah. So uh, this is from user PM me your ziggurat, which, yeah, throw it up there. Okay. Uh, I asked an AI to make a practice routine, a jazz piano <laughs> practice routine, which I think is brilliant, by right. the way. So if you're seeing Now, how this, many episodes on practice routine have we done on this podcast? At least 20. Yes. Yeah. But that's okay. If you don't want to listen to us, you want to go to- Maybe 50, man. We've done a thousand episodes. Yeah. Surely we've done- uh, If you'd rather go 50. to Bing AI. But yeah, so they- <laughs> Would you go to Bing and trust it for its search? But I guess we trust it, trust it for AI. We trust it for AI. So okay. the, it says, I asked an AI to make a practice routine. As the title implies, I asked Bing AI, which I didn't even know Bing was still around. I'll be honest. I, it's, it's like it's saying, back now. I asked Ask Jeeves AI to <laughs> develop a oh, practice routine. Remember Ask that Jeeves? That was AI. Uh, I asked Bing AI to develop a practice routine for someone looking to get started or restarted learning jazz piano. I'm curious to hear from experts here how close this is to something reasonable. For context, I prompted the bot with a situation which more or less sums up my own. Busy adult with very limited practice time, but some rusty background knowledge from piano lessons when I was young and playing in jazz band in high school, mostly just looking to practice for fun and to be a slightly more competent amateur musician that's a pretty thoughtful yeah. self-assessment and then prompt i think for any kind of ai you, you should be able to get about as good uh results as possible with that kind of a prompt so here's its creepy ass reply <laughs> hello i'm happy to be your jazz piano instructor i understand that you have limited time for practice but you also have some previous knowledge of how to play piano and basic music theory that's great. Okay, the creepy part of this is, hello, I'm happy to be your jazz piano instructor. Nobody asked you to you be the instructor. Yeah, you, we just asked for some info. You don't need to personalize <laughs> this stuff. All right. So a structured routine for your short practice sessions would include the following elements. Theory, chord progressions, and chord voicings and progressions. Well, this is, you know what? This is perfect because what do we always say? What's, what's always number one for us? <laughs> Not theory. <laughs> it's listen, it's damn listen. it. You should okay. learn how to construct and play jazz piano chord voicings such as shell voicings, rootless voicings, quartal voicings, <laughs> and altered voicings. Okay, let me just interject a little hell bit. hell that is. Okay, I didn't even know the word quartal, what it meant until about six months ago, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's necessary. You should also practice common jazz chord progressions such as two five ones, turnarounds, blues, and rhythm changes. That we do. Yeah. That's something that we do here yeah. in the studio for sure. You can use a book like the Jazz Piano Book by Mark Levine or Jazz Keyboard Harmony by Phil DeGreg for reference 12. So those are fine. Those are the, the Those are very well regarded yeah, and I'm, loved. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a fan of... I'm not a fan of... Some of these theory books. <laughs> uh, learning new tunes. You should learn to play jazz standards from a lead sheet. Yes, do not learn a, it by ear. Never learn it by ear. Stay away from Just that. Just stay with the real book. No, that's no. It's gonna it's gonna say that. Don't worry. Is it, which is a simplified notation of the melody and chords from a song. You should memorize the melody and the chord changes, and practice playing them in different keys and styles. You can use a book like the Real Book or a New Real Book for a collection of jazz tunes. So that is definitely something that we uh, poo poo. Yes, you might say. Um, you want to learn tunes by ear, by the way, if yeah. you can. Although, I mean, is that maybe that maybe that's too much too soon? But I think given. 
the so, prompt okay. in the background. Let's, let's have a time There could out. be some let's of do it. A, can you, let's get, get back here on the screen. So let's talk about this because we have a lot of pushback from this about yeah. lead sheets, about learning from real books. A lot yeah. of people still love their real books and their lead sheets. Yeah. And we cannot convince, even hardcore Open Studio Pro members, right. I, it's hard for me to convince them that they should not be doing that as much as they are. And I think it's because it's it's challenging. But yeah. the, what they what you might not realize is it's that challenge that makes you good. Right. It makes you good. That what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Right? Do you agree? I totally agree. I just I after preaching that for so long and not even like we don't even get pushback. We just sort of get like like they oh, just yeah. ignore that advice. <laughs> it's more it's yeah. more ignoring yeah. that I do wonder how realistic it is. It is realistic because that's how that's how you get good. I know, but is it the type of thing? Okay, so I'll give you something. I, I always like to think about myself in, as as a student. I mean, certainly of music, but even more like I try to put our students in. I try to put myself in their position. So I think about like what am I kind of at the at the level and the passion level in something else. And so for me, you know, I've been doing this marathon training. I put myself in that situation. I'm not. Um, a great runner, but I can run. Yeah. I'm very passionate. I have a goal. I'm very curious and I'm very open to improvement and to learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I make a connection with our students being in the same position with jazz piano. And so one of the biggest concepts that I would m connect with this, um, of what we're saying in terms of like learn something by ear is to train slower than you think you need to. Right. It's like a big thing that makes sense. People just ignore that. And can be ignored. Yeah. But it actually has benefits that are counterintuitive. Um, although I guess learning something by ear, that should be intuitive. But I think people think that like, oh, yeah, well, that's good, but I'm not. That's not really for me. That's more aspirational or that's more like. That's just to control some people that don't know how to balance the different parts of their musicianship that they need to work on. I wonder on. if they think, too, that they're afraid of learning something wrong because their ear's not developed. But there's no way to develop your ear without doing this step. And yeah. so the best musicians have spent lots of time doing this kind of thing. Not right. every great musician, but most great musicians. So I just find it curious when you have so many experts telling you the same thing. I guess and it's And then you too, still ignore it. You know? Right. But if that's what I'm saying. That's why I take it similar to like to the slowing down when you're doing um, marathon training. You know what else it is? I think people don't have enough confidence in themselves as jazz pianists. We say this all the time. We're like, look, we're all jazz pianists here. It doesn't matter what level you're at. You're There is no you know, threshold that you have to pass to become a professional jazz pianist, yeah. or whatever the hell that means, you know? And so once you see yourself, and that is very similar to runners, people are like, oh, I'm not a real runner. Oh no, I just, you know, yep. and it's like, no, if you're lacing up the shoes and going, you don't have to have a certain type of shoe yeah. to be considered a runner or hit a certain time or, or, or a certain thing. You just have to put one foot in front of the other. And so I think that's why people ignore this. They're like, oh yeah, well this very specialized training, of slowing down for 80% of your training, I'm not good enough for that. I'm not ready for that. Even if I'm being hearing that, that's not me because I'm not a real runner. And I think that that's the thing with well, this. It's like, I'm not a real pianist. I still, I haven't gotten to the level where I can just learn things. There might be ear. an ego here thing at play with both these things as well. Just as you maybe wouldn't want to be seen running slow. Ah, we're, and um, you might not want to be seen struggling to learn how to play the song or, play, or getting it wrong. And right. you don't want to be seen getting even, it wrong. And, even though that's an important part of growing is getting it wrong. 
strong right or going slow and this could is not even necessarily to someone else this is to yourself yeah so like you're practicing and it's going to be quicker to kind of get the tune by looking at the chart you want to sound good you're going to feel good you want to sound good you want to hear good you want to yeah. hear yourself sounding good yeah you want to hear nice things can you we have gotta nice things? hear yourself sounding bad we should get a t-shirt with that on it you have to keep sounding bad until you sound good right yeah. right and when you're practicing the more sounding bad the more struggling the more progress yeah. that and and you know it's just the same thing like the more slowing down people are gonna be passing you by as you're training but you're waiting for that race day race day is like performance day like what what are you going to do to put yourself in the position to be able to do that and i think this you know theory theory is great we talk about theory all the time That's, i love theory should be way down the list though. way down the list exactly okay let's get back to this so i like the learning new tunes as a as a all right, let me put it back. So the next one we have here is ear training, transcription, and improv improvisation. So number three, listen. Yeah. That's what it's saying. Yeah. You should develop your ear skills by listening to jazz recordings and trying to identify the notes, chords, rhythms, and melodies by ear. Nothing okay, great. That. Yeah. That's perfect. Should Thank be number you. one. Thank should you be number one. AI. You should also transcribe solos and phrases from your favorite jazz pianist and learn to play them on your instrument. Also true. Yeah. Uh, this will help you improve your vocabulary and style. True. You should also practice improvising over tunes and chord progressions that you have learned using the language that you've transcribed. Or learn from books. Also true. Yeah, you can learn. You can use software like Transcribe or Amazing Slow Downer to help with your transcription. All good advice. Yes, you can allocate your time according to your goals and interests. But a general guideline would be to spend about ten minutes on each element per day. For example, ten minutes on theory drills, ten minutes on learning a new ten tune, ten minutes on ear training, transcription, and improvisation. Uh, so it's not bad. Well, I like the breaking down. I like the fact that it kind of gives some structure. Yeah, you can. We've talked because about similar things. Because he asked for yeah. thirty minutes, right? This would. I don't give know you, if that's the right one. This but. would give you a total of thirty minutes of practice per day, which is manageable, but for most pe for most busy people, of course, you can adjust the time and frequency according to your schedule and availability. I hope this helps you get started with your jazz piano practice routine. If you have any questions or feedback, please let me know. I'm looking forward. To hearing your progress. See, that's cre creepy too. Just the facts, ma'am. Right? Just yeah. give me the information. Don't I don't want to become friends with the computer. So, what do you think about this thirty-minute practice, not including any? So it's ten minutes of theory drills, ten minutes of learning a new tune, ten minutes of ear train transcribe. Okay, wh what? I see a big hole here, and that's some kind of technical practice. There's no technical practice, right? Yeah. Um, that's a problem, I yeah. think, because I would say 30 minutes, I'll put 10 minutes. And it's not that like, oh, it's it's as important for developing your jazz vocabulary and stuff, but it's so foundational and it's such a important part. Like not everything that you're doing in your practice can or should be for exact results that you're looking for. One hundred percent. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in fact it's 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 you're gonna be out of balance if that's what you're going for. Yeah, and you need actually time to play. And I don't mean play like just play the piano. I mean you need some play time. You need some time that's that, not in here either. You know, you need some time that has no where there's no results that are gonna be gained. Right. It's just for you to explore and experiment and play. That right. has to be a part of it. Right. It's an important part of our, our process. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, maybe with 30 minutes a day, maybe that's not every day. I would love for that to be, because I feel like that can be three, four minutes at the end of your practice. I mean, I hate getting into like 30 minutes of practice. Here's your four minute segment and your three minute. But just to say that it's not, it can be a small part at the end. I always recommend that. I mean, we talk about this for years. Yeah, it's or, like or it could play be the whole the session. You could do whole sessions, 30 minutes on each of these things. You know, Right, because days. if you practice 10 minutes on learning a new tune, I love that. And then ear training, yeah, great. Theory, I would say instead of theory drills, 
technique scales Man, there's this, there's a big movement going on in some arts communities of just like getting out of this specialization of yeah. some of this stuff yeah and really just incorporate incorporating whatever art that you're passionate about or any art actually just into your life in general the way yeah. they're supposed to be you yeah. know like uh our hunter-gatherer ancestors used they didn't practice anything it was just like you you play the drums to communicate Right. And to have rituals to celebrate things. Right. And call to, to prayer. To get yourself it. amped up for a hunt, whatever it is. Yeah. Like all of this stuff has been practical. And we've sort of like taken it out of that sense into this very specialized craftsman style where you're talking about 10 minutes on theory, 10 minutes on learning. It's all fine. Like I said, it's a productivity hack, but you know, that doesn't always equate to freedom as a musician this doesn't even make any sense actually now that i see it 10 minutes 10 minutes on theory drills What's what would you do what is a theory well drill? i've got a lot of harmonic warm-ups for you peter look if you want one like look at that 10 minutes here i'm gonna highlight this 10 minutes on theory drill. what would tell me a theory drill well you could is that do... like what kind of chord is this adam that's an ear training drill okay yeah that's okay if I so, what, what is a theory drill? Well, I could do. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually developing some theory, some theory etudes and warmups, which you could do. But I don't know how they would know what this would be. But yeah, I don't know what a theory drill. They're inside would be. your brain, Adam. Yeah, exactly. No, but taking things through like the diatonic things and the yeah. different ways you can approach it. But that's not something that you would spend ten minutes doing every day. That's I wouldn't. If somebody told me over, practice theory drills for time, I wouldn't know what to do. Especially most people that are asking that would ask this question: yeah. how to make a thirty-minute practice routine when you're busy. You know, fifteen minutes of that could be technique because there's likely a lot of proficiency uh, deficiency. And you know, I just saw an interesting YouTube video about like our major scales needed and i didn't watch the whole thing yet because i'm hoping it's not like they're not but the kind of premise of it was like you never play scales in almost any kind of music which first of all isn't true you're playing fragments of them all the we time. just had helen sung on talking yeah. about how important it is i know yeah. i know but it's like practicing when we talk about practicing technique practicing scales that is so much bigger than just the tech technical side of it yeah. like there's such a like the shapes the understandings of the different keys the nuts and, and bolts things. of music nuts and bolts of music but so. also you know foundational fundamental hearing helen talk about the sort of string of pearls of yeah. you know, the technical practice which you have such a beautiful scale peter that has no breaks in it and there's it's perfectly even developing that up to a point would do more for you than any sort of theory exercise. Yeah, theory, theory drills. drills. I don't know what that would be. That kind of irks us. I like that. I like it. Well, we too. can't get mad at anything. We're just getting mad at the algorithm, which is just a reflection of us as humans. Yeah, I don't know where it gets all this, but this just goes show. There's just a lot of bad information on the internet. So we're gonna say last chat GPT, <laughs> Peter. Well, this think? is yeah. This may be. I mean, look, like a lot of this stuff I'm hearing in other fields. Too, Let's make a gentleman's agreement. Seventy percent. Yeah, we're about to. Seventy <laughs> percent of this is right, though, wouldn't you say? I would say approximately. So. I also so it's not bad. It's pretty good. You I just. For. I got invited to Bard, B A R D Bard, Bard which College? is the new Google AI. Oh. And I asked it. Um, I love how he's throwing that around. I got invited. To I got invited like it's some secret. Bill Gates sent over an invite. Oh man, I got invited to a blue check on Instagram the other day. It turns out it's just a subscription service they're offering now. And I was like, damn it. Um, uh, what is an efficient jazz piano practice routine? Is what I asked. And they had a, a more uh, succinct answer. Here is a possible efficient jazz piano practice routine. Ooh, a little so first humility, of all, I like that it wasn't like, "Hi, well, I'm your new teacher. I'm being your, I'm, I'm being your piano." Bada bing, bada bing. You were gonna practice some theory drills. So uh, this is actually a little bit better. Warm up. 
Play some scales and arpeggios to get your fingers warmed up. That's actually Number pretty one, good technique. advice. Yeah. <laughs> practice chords. Learn new chords and practice playing them in different inversions. It's vague, but not bad. <laughs> Improvisation. Practice improvising over a simple chord progression. Again, this is all very general. Learn a new tune. Uh, learn a new tune. Learn a new jazz tune by ear or by reading sheet music. That's nice. Like learn yeah. it by ear or by reading sheet music. Yeah, That's good. little options. Listen to jazz. Listen to jazz recordings and transcribe the solos you what like. What if it said, listen to the You'll Hear podcast? That would be great. Practice with a metronome. Practice playing scales, arpeggios, and chords to a metronome. Practice with a band. Practice playing with a band or other musicians. This I'm a is, fox. I'm a fox in socks. I have a hat. It is I'm a cat in a like hat. <laughs> this is just a general guideline, and you can adjust it to fit your own needs and goals. The most important thing is to be consistent with your practice and always be learning new things. ABL. ABL. Don't be stealing from me, Bill Gates. No, it's not Bill. It's Bill Gates, Google. No, he's Microsoft. Come on. He's Bing. That's our tech CEO, everybody. Here are some additional <laughs> tips for practicing jazz piano efficiently. Set realistic goals. Don't try to learn everything at once. Set realistic goals for yourself and focus on one thing at a time. Be patient. Learning jazz piano takes time and practice. Don't get discouraged if you don't see results immediately. Just keep practicing and you will eventually see improvement. I like all this, actually. That's good. Have fun. Jazz piano is fun and rewarding. <laughs> is, is a fun and rewarding instrument to play. Enjoy the process of learning. It says jazz is a fun and interesting in instrument to play. I don't. I just don't. I think Bard hasn't played enough jazz. That's a problem. <laughs> but that's. I think this is actually a little bit because it is. It's. It's saying like straight up. This is just general, and but the generality of it is better. Yes, and more accurate exactly. than, the, than the Bing. So exactly. once again, Google beats Bing. Well, um, again, I guess so. Yeah. Speaking of that, was uh, it Bing Yahoo? Is that what Bing was? No, Bing is Microsoft. Oh, is my it? friend? That's Bill Gates. That's well, formerly Bill Gates. Um, that brings us to the gentlemen and ladies agreement. This is very important. If you've heard this and you've done it, you can sign off now. Okay. You know, but if not, please adhere to the gentlemen's and ladies agreement. And this is based upon really just you consuming this podcast on a regular basis. We provide the podcast. You provide a little something to help spread the love. It's a simple proposition. It's a, it doesn't have to be a creepy proposition, though, does it? Um, we ask that you go to YouTube.com. www. And uh, enter, just search for You'll Hear It, and you will see our beautiful podcast in video form. Yep. And we ask that you subscribe yep. and maybe like a video, maybe even comment. And if you want to go the extra mile, we ask that you uh, give us a rating review wherever you're consuming this podcast in the audio format. That's a lot. So go just do look, it. go to the YouTube. Go and do it. That's the the uh, gentleman's agreement. And we're agreeing because you're not going to get great things like the Moo Chord anywhere else. Nowhere else. You're going to wow. get quality jazz education That's like right. that Moo Chord. And until next time, you will hear it.